Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hi everyone, Don here from The Three Guys. Due to unforeseen circumstances, we are going back to the vault. But join us next week when we review John Hughes, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So for tonight, sit back, relax, and listen to us review the professor's pick of the 1994 True Lies. Beware, spoilers. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Welcome to this week's podcast. As always, I'm Don, the host. To my right is John, our web guy and comic book guy. Heidi Ho. And to my left, the professor, my man Ken. Hello there. Good. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing great. Doing well. It's good yeah. to be here. True Lies, a classic. Released July 15th, 1994, directed by one James Cameron. I think I said when we first talking about this this is my second favorite james cameron film and what would your first be the terminator i think that this is probably the high point in schwarzenegger and cameron's movie they previously had terminator 2 which was rock solid and it had wonderful special effects and this movie as well has really effective special effects and i i think that this is probably the high point in schwarzenegger's career I think true lies. True lies. I think this one's just amazing for the way it combines comedy and action. Yeah, it it did that. It those two storylines were interwoven very well. This was a really big year for movies too. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, you had uh, you had the Lion King, Forrest Gump, True Lies, Speed, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption. Really big year for movies. Yeah, for sure. It was written by some people who did a screenplay, Actually, and then no, it was then it was no. written by one James Cameron. Yes, that's correct for the screenplay, and it totally would, comes out in his writing. Would you like to correct him, Ken? Well, he also produced it. Yes, he did produce it. Uh, at this point, James Cameron was becoming a uh, pretty big name, right? He would go on then to do Titanic. Or he would say he was the king, king of the world. world yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'm not a big fan of Cameron movies. Yeah, this was his biggest budget movie up until he made Titanic. This movie was actually based off of a French film, I believe called La Total. Totola. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I butcher that for anybody who speaks French out there. Almost the exact same storyline in the French version as was in the American version. So for a remake to do as well as it did, I think is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, when you have Arnold Schwarzenegger as your star in 1994, you know. Oh, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Tom Arnold, Bill Paxson, Tia Carrera, Art Malik, Elijah Dushku, and Grant Heslov rounds out our cast. What did you guys think? It's a really solid summer movie. It just It's so much fun to watch. And Arnold Schwarzenegger always wanted to do a James Bond-esque movie. And though this was his big chance. All right. So the film opens up, uh, like we said, with the opening credits. And then 
where we see our our hero. Yes, Arnold being totally James Bond, swimming underwater, and swimming underwater, frigid cold water. Mm-hmm. Comes up, breaks the ice. Looks like he comes up what through a pool. One of you was very perturbed, but what he did with his expensive equipment—that was me. Oh, that was, that Ken. was Ken. Oh yeah. Well, he comes up with the infrared goggles on and his uh, scoop, you know, on top of his scuba mask, and he just pulls it off and just dumps it into the water. And I'm sure that somebody watching the movie, oh, look at all that equipment go. Well, if, if this is the way it really happens, this is why we pay high taxes. Oh, I know. I mean, wait till we get to later on. I, as I was watching this, right, in the third act, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> all right, so we start with Arnold Schwarzenegger being all James Bond coming up from the pool, infiltrates his way into the looks like to be a gala of some sort, dips and weaves his way until he finds his target. I love how he took off his wetsuit for his perfectly dry pressed tux with no wrinkles. There must be some special government secret agent. There are some things that we have to let go of. (laughs) Suspend belief. There's another scene where I thought the exact same thing, but we'll get there. But no, it could be some special material that only the government has that dries quickly. And in the fact of anybody who scuba dives knows that when you come out of frigid cold water, if your face isn't completely covered, your face is going to be bright red for like 20 minutes. And of course, his isn't. Not if you are. Or, and doesn't have the mask Arnold print on Schwarzenegger. It. Or in true lies. Or if you're familiar enough to know that that wetsuit, it is impossible to take off by yourself. Is it is a two person job. Again, it's Arnold. And it's a movie, and we suspend belief. Maybe he just flexed and it popped off. Oh, there. That's what happened. So it's a one time use. That seems like a waste of taxpayers' money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, he uh, bob, bobs and weaves his way through uh, the crowd. Well, was he's first cutting out of the water, is this where we get to meet Tom Arnold in the van? No. Do we get to first hear him, or do we hear him later? No. Once once he says, talk radio. Isn't that what he says, talk radio? Yeah, well. That's when we get the <clears> van. <throat> yeah, we meet, we meet two other characters. Right. Because he, uh, Harry, or Arnold, uh, puts the hearing piece in. Gil. Oh, yeah. Harry, Harry Tasker. Yeah, yeah. He, he puts the thing in his ear, and that's when Tom Arnold goes. Talk radio. I love, I love when he get, meets the general. It's like he genuinely knows him, right? Like the real Harry Tasker would know this guy for some reason, the way he presented it. Well, I also like when he comes through the kitchen right in the beginning, and one of the people tries to stop him and talk to him. And the he, chef. He comes out and pretends like he's the host of the whole party saying, all the food is wrong. Take the food back and do yeah. redo it all. Yeah. And, and then the chef does it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, him and Tia Carrera catch eyes. Yes. Uh, character. Juno Skinner. Juno the art Skinner. dealer. Right. Arts and antiquities. And then he works his way upstairs. What would you think of that shot? We were talking about that shot. The overhead boom shot. Uh, when he crawls out the window to the he, bird's eye view, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he scales up the uh, the, the, the balcony or no, trellis. It wasn't a trellis; it was like the stone work. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that shot. And you see the the the, the guard and the and the dog down below. Yeah, it was yeah. a good angle. Gets in and he wants to clone the hard drive, so they use nineteen ninety three ninety four technology to clone the hard drive so why did he have to why, why did the cell have to uh break into it why don't they just make a copy of it and they could break into it at their own leisure 
maybe for future future use. So if there's anything new entered in, he's already got access into. He's got a back door. Maybe, maybe he's. Or maybe that's it. all he was giving them. Maybe, maybe Harry wasn't. He was just giving them access. He was giving them internet. But he left that equipment sitting on the desk. Exactly. So I'm thinking it was like a modem. <laughs> well, I'm also thinking that what if Harry didn't make it back? They at least bitch. have access to the computer. Anyway, remote access. And he comes out and he says he has to take a major leak. Right. In perfect Arabic, by the way. Right. That's what the subtitles tells you. One more little nugget of making him James Bond. Yeah. Like he's he's the man. Yes. And there's another moment in this film that up until last night I kind of forgot about, but it it's actually a really good moment. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, we're we're learning at this point that he is a super secret agent. He's like the best they have. Yeah, well we keep saying James Bond, right? So you kinda mm-hmm. have to put that image into your head. But sure. it's kind of funny because it, again it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. right? Um, so he gives, uh, he puts the cloning device or the modem on the computer. Then he leaves, walks back, uh, walks back downstairs, trying to get, uh, an exit strategy. People are starting to follow him at this point. People are starting to ask questions. So what does he do? He naturally, the ice is found outside broken ice, the broken ice. Yes. But he, uh, is, was it found before or after he does the dance? Uh, right at the same time, right? The same time. Well, they, they they find the uh, broken ice. They set off an alarm, and then we see guys in the suits with the guns come walking through. And that's when Arnold notices them, and then he uh, looks at the the sculpture. Yeah, right. And then he says, "Oh, this is lovely." And then that's where he meets Juno Skinner, aka Tia Carrera, also known from Wayne's World. Wayne's that, World. That's where I know her Wayne's from. Wayne's World. Excellent. That's Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so the, they start talking about the uh, sculpture, uh, more guard activity, and then uh, Harry hears the uh, intro to the Walt uh, Tango. Sorry, the Tango asks her if uh, she tangos, and the, then we get a tango scene. Of all the scenes in the movie, this and the ending one, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said was the toughest, and he had to do the most training was learning to do the tango. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Six months. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's an entrance, uh, an interesting way uh, to show the audience that he's trying to avoid. He's, he's actually doing a dance with This is an evasion the tactic. Bad guys, yeah. right? He's doing a dance that's putting a spotlight on him because they're the best ones on the dance floor. Yeah. But, but yet he's trying to hide from everybody. Right. But what I'm also saying is that he's actually doing a dance with the guys that are looking for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's trying to maneuver in a certain way, just like he is when he's dancing. So they're all performing a sort of a dance. Uh, he eventually gets out, at least outside. Uh, and then his partner asks him, uh, what's your exit strategy? And what does Arnold say? Out the front door. Out the front door. So he uh, walks out front. Uh, one of the guards asks him for uh, his invitation. invitation. And then he uh, holds up whatever he was. I've got a right here. Yeah. Uh, presses a button. A bomb goes off. And chaos ensues. Yes. All hell breaks loose. Yes. I love the scene because everything's frozen, iced over, uh, of Tom Arnold driving the van along that road that they're just slip sliding all over the place. Are, are you talking about when they cut back into the van and he kind of just seems to be steering the, <laughs> yeah. the steering wheel, like it's no big deal. But then when it cuts out, the the, the van's almost, the yeah, the van's almost sideways. Yeah. That's great acting. Tom Arnold. Thanks for that. What do you think of 
the pairing of the back and forth between Arnold and Tom, and Tom Arnold. And Arnold Schwarzenegger? And Arnold Schwarzenegger. <clears throat> I think in 94, they were trying to make Tom Arnold a name. I, I read that when he went to you know try out for this movie, uh, he didn't expect to even get a part. One, he just wanted to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger right. and James Cameron. Right. And two, he was just going for a bit part. He thought maybe he would just get cast on the side. He didn't realize that they would throw him into this position. Well, he's a fast talker. Yeah. And, and he and he has good comedic time. I thought he did great at it. Yeah, I mean, he, he was fine. Mm-hmm. He, he was a good comic relief, too. I mean, it's better than it's better that he cracks the jokes than Arnold cracks the jokes. So uh, they take out the two last guards. They get in the van. I think we can still make our flight. Then we cut to the plane landing. And then we cut to uh, him getting home. Well, is this where... Uh, Tom Arnold starts giving him back all of his yeah, they're, home they're, life yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, or is that uh, when he gets home? Yeah, no, they're, yeah, they're uh, parked outside his. his yeah, they're mm-hmm. parked outside yeah. his house. He gives them. A, they have these big bags. It's here's like a Terry Runquist's life, and then here's Terry Tasker's. So we meet Jamie Lee Curtis for the first time. She's in bed because Arnold's getting home at you know who knows ungodly hour from his uh, sales conference. Right from his sales conference. So you know he wakes up, then. Uh, Tom Arnold comes over, has this new tech. Uh, he's wearing sunglasses. He's got the little cigarette pack that is a little mini camera he puts on the fireplace. Right. Hey man, I remember the first time I got shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we meet uh, Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter for the first time, Dana. Dana. And what did you think of Dana right off the bat? Oh, cool, snow globe, and then poof, right in the garbage bin. Yeah, well, kind of a little snot. Exactly. But absentee father is what the impression I got. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dana rips off uh, Arnold. Uh, Gib. Gib. Tom Arnold's Steals character. money out of his jacket. Yeah. And uh, Arnold sees us through these uh, cool tech glasses. Uh, goes running after her. She gets on a motorcycle. And then we get. Um, uh, then we go to Gib. the office. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then we get Gib and. Arnold's kind of um, relationship building, uh, letting us know who they are, yeah. what they do. But we also get the impression before that when Jamie Lee Curtis is talking to Arnold about his sales conference that she has no clue. She all As far as she knows, he's a computer salesman. And he's got a wicked smart story. Yeah, I mean, he's just talking about how excited he is about the new system that can bring up all kinds of information out of the database and the uh, the wife and the daughter. It's in the title. Man. Have no clue, and this is the true lies, as yes. you're saying. Yeah. It, that's what the title is all about. It is a true lie. So they get to the office. What do you think of the? Uh, I love the thud of the security door in the white hallway closing. Oh, right. I was thinking, um, how big is this building? It felt very man in black to me. Yeah, but this was first. Yeah, I know, but so, I'm saying maybe Men in Black was inspired oh, by going probably. through all the doors and then going through the scanners. I, I, I felt like it was in a building like you would see downtown, right? And they had to take an elevator to go up to where they were going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they walk, and that door was in the middle of a hallway, right? I mean, mm-hmm. It wasn't really a door. So they use a key, they get in, and then and then there's a long hallway going the opposite direction of what we were just walking in. Right. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, how big is this building? And then they go through the scanner, which I thought that x-ray scanner thing. And they're like, hi. Very 90s. Yeah. Very 90s. Uh, What was the gal's name? Dolores. 
She All grabs the gun underneath the table yeah. as they go to do their, was it the eye scanner? Yeah, the eye and uh, the Janice. Jan- oh, look at you. Good job. And that's why we call him the professor. They go through the room with the <laughs> shotgun. And then we see the Omega. Oh, right. And who is the Omega? Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Because he was the Omega man. Yes. Yeah. Spencer Tribley, I guess, or Tri- Trilby? Trilby. Trilby. Which was modeled after Nick Fury from Marvel Comics. Oh, was he really? Even with the one eye patch and everything. Wow. That's awesome. Head of a secret organization. Yeah. Right. Secret government organization. So uh, they have to give a debrief of what's going on. Charlton Heston's character doesn't seem too impressed. He wants results. He wants proof. He, he wants, wants proof. something physical, so not the, just so, the stories. So there's a cash transaction from Facil. That's the data that they recovered in Juno Skinner. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But they bring up like, you know, $2 million or something like that, what it was. And well, he buys art all the time. But something about that purchase, it was, that seemed like a big purchase for quick amount of time. What was the, the thing that they pointed out? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I, and I just watched it yesterday. <sighs> On DVD. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that for a second? You want to? No. We should save that for later. All right. And so we're in the offices still. They want to start following Juno Skinner. Um, so he sets up a meeting. But first. Uh, Reality check. Reality check. Uh, Her- Helen calls or. No. This- Harry Rehnquist. Harry Rehnquist. In the limousine. Okay. Reality check. Now we're in the limousine. Who are you? My name is Harry Rehnquist. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's he goes right. through his cover story. Right. Yep. He goes through his cover story because they go to see Juno. Who has no idea at this point. Right. They start talking about art or whatever it is that they are talking about. Very flirty. Yeah. And she seems to be the boss of the place. Right. When we go in back and we see the antiquities mm-hmm. that are being unpacked. She yells at the workers to get back to work. Mm-hmm. Harry leaves. And then we meet our true villain of the film. Aziz. Is it Salim Abu Aziz? Yeah, but they call him Aziz. Aziz, yes. They call him Aziz. Comes in and he slaps Juno. Something fierce. Twice. Yep. <laughs> she says, you're lucky you're paying me a whole lot of money. And basically he slaps her because at this point in their, whatever they're putting together, whatever they're planning, they don't want any loose ends. They don't want anybody coming in and they don't know anything about this Harry Ringquist. Renquist. Renquist, who could be a spy or could be on to them. But at this point, uh, Juno doesn't think so. Yeah, and, and she was the boss. All of a sudden, it, she, her last line is, what would you like me to do? Completely docile to him. But we know that they are on to, him, on to Harry. And then from there, they start taking the breadcrumbs that the Omega Sector has, has laid out for them. Okay, now we're being tailed. And we get to the mall. Well, on the way, though, uh, we find out that Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, All right, yeah. Helen, <clears throat> and, and the daughter are setting up for Harry's birthday at home. They're, they're going to have a birthday celebration. And mm-hmm. she's like, you're going to make it this time, right? He's and he's like, like I promise. 100%. 100%. And he doesn't because they get trailed. And now we're at the mall. And this is where uh, the glasses and cigarette video camera trick come into play. Yes. Because he, they follow him to the bathroom. He's got uh, two people trailing him with Aziz sitting in the car. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Tom Arnold's character sitting in the car while Arnold Schwarzenegger leads them through the mall to a bathroom. 
and puts the cigarettes on a shelf. Right. And then he proceeds to kick the shit out of these two guys. And once he Arnold's it all up, uh, Aziz comes in, tries to shoot him with a machine gun, but misses. And then uh, Aziz turns around and runs. Man, there's a big chase scene. And then we have a big chase scene. And so the chase is on, and Aziz gets a motorcycle really quick, like you were saying, um, takes off, and uh, Arnold uh, commandeers a horse. A police horse. A police horse. Federal agent in pursuit. Yeah, and then he pulls him down, gets on, and starts falling him by horseback. Yes. As they go down the streets, into a hotel, through the lobby. <laughs> they used apparently four different horses from what I read. Oh, really? To film the scene because each horse was trained for a different aspect of the chase. Well, that makes sense because they were outside and then they're inside. And then at one point, they're in a fucking elevator arnold takes the horse up the elevator to the top floor one of my favorite lines happens here where the wife basically arnold comes in the elevator and he kind of presses these two older couple against the wall in the elevator and the wife the wife well the wife looks over at the husband it was after the button uh the wife looks over and says are you going to say something? <laughs> and what does he say? Something like nice horse or yeah. that's a fine horse. That's, that's a, a fine, fine horse. horse. Yeah. Cause Arnold kind of comes up and goes, uh, can you press the roof please? Yeah. He's so polite about it too. Yeah. Can you press the button for the top floor please? Yeah. So he takes it up there and all Aziz, the while they're having the little eye thing going on. Right. Cause Aziz, uh, gets on an elevator, uh, with a motorcycle and, and takes a hostage. And he takes yeah. a hostage. Mm-hmm. He gets on a, Fucking elevator with a fucking motorcycle. This scene. It's a bit much. Tell me if, did you think about this, the scene? He's got the motorcycle kind of going there. The elevator's doors close. How quickly would that elevator fill up with carbon monoxide that they'd be passing out or at least getting sick? Not only that, but the motorcycle and the two participants, way too heavy for that elevator. Pretty damn good elevator. Yeah, must be. So it takes him up to the top floor. Uh, Aziz uh, hits gets the gas. First, and Yeah, he gets out first and he hits the gas and he jumps from roof to roof uh, and happens just to land on, you know, in a, in a swimming pool on the top of a roof. And Arnold sees this and he wants to jump the horse. Uh, so he, he, you know, get... Uh, Gets ready for his windup, starts uh, heading for the ledge, getting ready to jump, and the horse puts on the brakes, and of course he goes flying over the horse, and then there's that cute little moment where he's telling the horse to back up. Do you know the story behind this horse scene? I have no idea. The story is, and Arnold, I guess, just a few years later told us in an interview, there was a very small amount of space that the horse had to operate in to kind of do this charge towards the, you know, the the ledge of the hotel. And I guess one of the mic booms came down and hit the note, hit the horse on the nose, causing it to freak out and start kind of jumping up and down and kicking and all that kind of stuff. Arnold quickly tried to jump off and got grabbed by one of the handlers who held him as he almost fell off the side of the building. Wow. So if that guy had not grabbed him at that time, he might've gone over the ledge or if he had not jumped off the husband, horse probably would have bucked him off yeah. the side of the building. Yeah. A fascinating story. And then we get the horse smiling at him as he's trying to get the horse to back up. Right. He finally gets to his feet. And I like what he says to him. Uh, what kind of cop are you? 
We were chasing the bad guy. We almost had him. They got away because of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He Look at stores. me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Arnold being Arnold. Again, showing just kind of what a badass he is, right? What are you thinking at this point of our bad guy, Aziz, of the casting of him, uh, which was played by Art Malik? Oh, I thought it was fine. I, I guess. I didn't pay too much attention to it. I guess they always knew they wanted him for this movie. He didn't even have to audition for the movie. Oh, really? They just gave him the part. So he gets away... And yeah. Harry's late for dinner. Helen's waiting for him when he gets home. Feels bad. And so we can see there's trouble in paradise here. Yeah. There's there's a lot of trouble in their marriage. Yeah. So we get. This to- isn't the first time he's messed up. Yeah. He's right. the absentee, as we talked earlier, the absentee father, the absentee husband. Yep. Yep. Yeah. When uh when Gib calls home, hey Harry forgot something at the office, and then and then Helen is like, yeah, okay, I understand. And then and then and then what does uh. What does Dana Dana say? I don't remember what she said. See, yeah, Yeah, she she expected it. Yeah, she knew she knew it was coming. So next day they're at the office again, and uh, Arnold wants to swing by Helen's work, take her to lunch, make up for being a shit. Goes to the office, overhears uh, as he's walking down the cubicles. He stops or stops short before she sees him. And he overhears her talking about Simon having lunch with Simon. So this uh, leads uh, Arnold to think that Helen is having an affair with this guy named Simon. Comes back out, almost gets hit by a bus. Oh, that's right. And uh, and then Gibbs like, "Hey, fucker, what is it, Helen? Yeah, Helen. Yeah, it has something to do with Helen. Helen. Yeah. What? What about Helen? Helen. Helen's having an affair." <laughs> and then he says, uh, Helen is having an affair. Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> hey. Nobody hey, thinks it can happen to them the first time, buddy. Save the tech thing happened to his wife number two, remember? I had no idea nothing's going on, right? I come home one day and the house is completely empty. And I mean completely empty. She even took the ice cube trays out of the freezer. What kind of a sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? Good moment. So then where do we go? Well, good moment for us, bad moment for Harry. <laughs> yeah, he, who he thinks his world is crumbling. So they go home. Uh, he asks Helen, you know, or he tells her, I stopped by your work today, take you to lunch, you weren't there. She tells him she had to go make a delivery or something. Um, now Helen tells a true lie. Yeah, now she's the liar telling about some story. Was it was it fixing a copier or was yeah. it delivery? It was a print job, and the oh, copier their copier was broken. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Then we go to uh, this is where we go back to Tom Arnold and Harry. Is this where they start? He starts saying, "I want her bugged. I want her phone cloned. I yeah. Want, oh yeah. So yeah, I want her followed." Mm-hmm. Right. So now he gets all uh, Omega Branch sector clearance stuff breaking all the rules yeah and so then uh steals her purse dumps it out to uh gib and then uh the uh the bugs are planted and then from there we're following helen right and so now uh helen makes contact with simon uh played brilliantly by bill paxton bill paxton paxton yeah um He's a used car salesman who is posing as a he, spy. He poses as a spy, kind of the opposite of Harry, which Harry's put, you know, a spy posing as a salesman. 
And Simon is posing, you know, as a salesman posing as a spy. Where do we get the uh, intro of those two characters, Helen and uh, Simon? They come later when she's being... Oh, when she's being interrogated. And she's being interrogated. Right. She tells about this first time she met Simon. Right. So, but at this point, Harry figures out who Simon is. Because is he's taking credit for their work. Yeah, he figures out. At first, they think he's a spook, that he is just spy just like them. But then he starts telling this out of the newspaper article. Did you did you see what happened in the newspaper? That was me. Oh, that, you recognize my work. He's like, he's taking credit for our game. Yeah, goes, They're all, this guy's bogus. He's taking credit for our work. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But yes, we have to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because, well, oh, I'm starting to like this. Yeah. I'm starting to like this guy. But yeah, we're going to have to kill him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he's rooting for him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Harry. Uh, so they meet. Uh, Simon asks Helen to go on a mission. Is that the same day that him and... No, I don't think he had brought this up at this point. Not yet. Because that's when they capture Helen and they capture Simon. Here, she's just having a conversation with him. And so Harry then goes to see him at the uh, at car the dealership. At the right. dealership. Because, in fact, he is a used car salesman. Yeah. Yeah. Who drives a really nice Corvette. Yeah. And, and like, as soon as he pulls in, he takes the sales sticker and puts well, it right back on the windshield. What's he say? Uh, something about a, a sucker born every sucker minute. Sucker born every minute. Yeah. And then up. he thinks that Arnold's going to be an easy sell. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's where we get uh, Arnold. Uh, talking to Bill Paxton when they take their first test drive. Let's face it, Harry. The vet gets them wet. But it's not enough. If you really want to close escrow, well, you got to have an angle. Suppose you have an angle. <laughs> it's killer. I mean, look at me. I'm not that much to look at. No, 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 I can be honest. But I got them lining up. And not just the skanks either. <laughs> not just the skanks either <laughs> which means he does do the skanks right absolutely and so arnold starts asking him do you have one now and he starts describing helen and uh that fantasy or that daydream arnold has well i thought it was funny at first i like i like how they did is he talks about this game that he uh, he you know he has this special trick that he does on the women and Arnold's like, well, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I'm not going to give you that big secret. And then the very next scene, okay, here's what I do. Oh, right. Yeah. He tells him about pretending to be a spy and, and these are bored housewives. And, um, you know, Harry and Helen have a lot to thank for Simon. If it weren't for Simon, their marriage would eventually erode and be gone. And the family would be broken, right? Because by the end of the movie, what we have is all because of Simon. So who are you working on right now? Oh, I always got a couple on the hook, you know. There's just one right now. I got her pinned like a dog. <laughs> it's great. What does she do? Some sort of legal secretary or something. You know, uptight and conservative. Oh, but she could be so hot if she wanted to be. It'd be you, she gets to be real hot, huh? <laughs> Red hot. Yeah. Her thigh steam. <laughs> it's like a dying plant just needs a little water. Married to some boring jerk. Married to some boring jerk. Yeah, you know, he doesn't appreciate her. She's like all these babes. You get their pilot lit, they can suck start a leaf blower. <laughs> oh, God, she's got the most incredible body and a pair of titties. Make you want to stand up and beg for buttermilk. Ass like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> Ass like a 10-year-old boy. I love boy. the little fantasy he has about just 
punching him and killing him in one shot. Or yeah, something. he just breaks his nose again. Showing what a badass yeah. Arnold is, but that didn't really happen, right? So it was kind of a flashback. It was um, it was a great little moment, and then oh, no way, Oh, that's hilarious. But the thing I was wondering is, would you want a woman with an ass like a ten year old boy? <laughs> I love that. I line. don't get that line. Maybe I'm just <laughs> clueless. But but all of this, Harry has to hear because he is completely tuned out on his wife, and because of everything that Simon says, it reawakens his thoughts about his wife, and this drives Harry to be insane and abuse all of the privileges of his job yeah. to follow his wife to survive to surveil her, and eventually, potentially. You know, jeopardize his job because you get a he 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 gets a team to go out and follow and do a mission. He well, Tom Arnold, I think at this point too, and I don't know if it's right before this or it's after this, throws it right out into Arnold's face that what do you expect? You're never there. You're you know you're always leaving them in a lurch. You know, so of course she, she's going to go seek solace in someone else. Yeah, she's a flesh and blood woman. Right. right. So I think it hits him just like you're saying that he hasn't been there and that. Um, he needs to pay her more attention. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's reminded about all of the but he's also, th- things about her. He's also a little vengeful at this point, I think. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> so uh, Simon asks Helen to uh, go to Paris. Or no, they have, a, they have their meeting, right? Uh, and this is where uh, Simon is asking Helen to uh, go away to Paris with them. He's even got the tickets, yep. right? But she never looked at the date. Or, you know, the month or yeah, he could have had an airport friend of his just print the ticket. I know. Airline friend. But I mean, think of the, that, that's the long con and yeah. he went and got tickets. Yeah. And uh, he was sitting the- on a folder on his uh, kitchen area. So she would see him, which I mean, he put a lot of thought into this. It's not the first time he's done this scam. Yeah. This, yeah it's not his first rodeo. So this is where he kind of comes on to her and... Uh, we have to act like a married couple. Show me how you would act with me as a married couple. Right. And then uh, right, he, yeah. takes her, he takes her back to his place, uh, which is a mobile home. And then... Uh, his place in the city is too hot. Yeah, right. His and place and, and, and the, the condo. In New York. Yeah. A place in, he has a place in New York, too. Right. Yeah. And then uh, when <laughs> yeah, they're driving out of town, uh, she has to put his head in his lap. And the uh, chopper surveillance is like, oh yeah, love that she, moment. Yeah, uh, her her head's definitely down there. Yeah, and so and that it, just it, enrages Harry even more. I think the line was, yeah, she's got her head in his lap. Yahoo! Did you know that that was James Cameron? Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was actually a line from James Cameron. Yeah, but pretty, uh, pretty good. But I do. We got to give Helen some credit though. When she's in there and he kind of jumps on top of her. And, or starts kissing her, she pushes him off and throws him down and With says, foot. she can't do this. Yeah. She obviously loves Harry. Right. And as, and as she's saying that she can't do this, uh, half of the mobile home just comes apart. Yeah. The whole back after breaks off. Right. So in, in come the, the agency guys, all masked up, all masked up. You can hear Arnold's voice, uh, Arnold's voice and, uh, Gibbs voice, uh, they pick uh they pick up helen i love and she fights back she yeah. fights back and then uh she kicks uh tom arnold in the balls yeah, and kill. one in one of the other uh agents <laughs> hits her in the back of the head with a gun and then arnold hits that dude yeah, he punches so, that dude, but i loved simon during this did you hear what simon was saying during the whole time what's that take her take her let me go take her oh that's funny 
So then we come to the interrogation part. <laughs> but I love the moment, you know, the helicopter shot is the as it's wrapping up and, and give his son of a and he's walking very gingerly yeah. through the scene to the light yeah, I, good yeah stuff. that was that was great comic relief there yeah good stuff but then we get to uh the dam is that the next scene no oh with yeah, bill yeah. paxton or was it yeah. the interrogation of helen first it might have been the interrogation of helen first regardless which one you want to talk about first i think it's the interrogation with the interrogation yeah. uh where they basically put her in a room with a big mirror. They're on the other side of the mirror. They have their voice disguised. They're asking her a lot of questions, which seem very pointed questions. Do you love your husband? Have you had sex with Simon? Have you, and did you know that, was it, they call him Simon the Fox? No, or it was Carlos. Carlos. Oh, Carlos. The Jackal. Carlos the Jackal, that he's an international terrorist. And these are the good guys who have captured her, is the impression they're trying to give. And that she's been helping this terrorist. They give her the offer if she's got to work with them. But first, they get her to admit that she's never had sex with Simon and that she still loves her husband. And they basically threaten that if she doesn't come work with them, then she's going to basically send or they're going to send her to jail and that'll ruin the lives of Harry and Dana. Mm -hmm. So she's got no choice. You know, as much as I enjoy the movie, I found this scene to be incredibly cruel to do to his wife. I mean, just, I, I just, you know, to, to frighten his wife like that, I, I just thought was just so cruel. But I guess Jamie Lee Curtis said this was one of her, one of the most fun scenes to do because she really got to show her acting chops. And, in it. and I thought that she was really strong here and her character um, is really convinced, very convincible in how she portrays herself. And I give full credit to Jamie Lee for that because she was very strong. This is definitely a powerful scene for Jamie Lee. We get a great impression here of why she got hooked up with Simon in the first place because she's bored and she's never made any, or she's never impacted anything in her life that she'll be able to look, you know, look back on and say, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really important to her. Right. So, and, and, and they do, and this is kind of a cruel scene. I mean, for uh, him to do this to her. Um, it's bad enough that he's stalking her. Right. And I, I love what uh, Gibbs uh, two cents always, right? Uh, so your husband's not doing it for you, lady, anymore, huh? <laughs> right. He keeps chiming in with a couple of those. Right. Yeah. And, so he's uh, not exactly ringing your bell? <laughs> that's what it is. He's, he's not ringing your bell. Arnold finally, you know, asks her, uh, do you still love your husband? And she says yes, and then he gets this uh, bright idea, which doesn't make Tom Arnold feel too good. He he already thinks that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's gone too far, right? <laughs> abusing, abusing the power he has. Yeah, but he's going to give her an adventure. Yep. Uh, so the, uh, they say uh, the only way out of this, Mrs. Tasker, is for you to work for us. And so go home, wait for your call, code name. Boris and Doris and they let her go. And then now they have to deal with Simon. They take Simon up to the dam. They're holding him. That is a great scene. Yeah. Uh, They're telling him, all right, Carlos, we know you're this uh, international drug Lord. You're about to, you know, you're about to get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's a great camera shot, you know, 
up high and we see them you know over the dam like that yeah and uh so and then finally one of this is one of the bill paxton's best scenes i think in the whole the whole movie oh yeah if not probably the best and so now they have him on the uh dam they're going to have him he, he basically he's standing there in his underwear right yeah i'm not a spy i'm nothing i'm naval lint I have to lie to women to get laid, and, and, and I don't score much. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. Oh, 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 God, oh. Would a spy pee himself, huh? Huh? Oh, God. I love how Arnold, or Harry and Gibbs, are just trying to hold it together at this point. Yeah, they look like they're about they to lose it. Yeah. They're enjoying themselves. <clears throat> right. Enjoying so themselves this is, a lot. <laughs> and they both kind of look down as he's peeing himself. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so we're done with Simon. Uh we go back back to the Taskers. Harry's all grinning ear to ear because he knows. Before they go back to the Taskers, I love the part where they, they introduce the classic spy movie element of they tell the guy he can go. And he's like, no, 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 you're going to shoot me in the back as soon as I go. And they're like, just go. And, get get and lost, dipshit. He's like, you're going to shoot me, you're going to shoot me. And so Gibbs shoots a few bullets in the ground and just, what's he say? Get lost, dipshit. Yeah, and so then they drive off and leave him out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And then it's back to the taskers for another dinner. Yes. So how, how was your flat tire? It was scary. Doesn't he say, how was your flat tire last night? Yeah. So they go through the whole, the day. whole day without I talking. I the exact same thing. They get up in the morning and they didn't see each other. What about when he got home? Why did you? Well, why he did you... get up early and go to work. Yeah, but okay. But you get home. So he came home and sat down at the dinner table immediately. And that's their first second to talk. Well, you have to remember that she may have. So we're talking about the night before, right? That's mm-hmm. where this all goes down. So she gets home late. She goes to bed. They don't talk. Okay, maybe. But in the morning. But he was just there too. So he's not. Who gets home first? Her or him? I don't know. Right? Yeah. And I then, would guess he probably got the head start because they could have released her at any time. And they drop her off back at her car. And it doesn't necessarily need to be them. Maybe Tom Arnold. Yeah. But Arnold yeah. could leave. Right. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you that. He uh, Arnold gets home first, goes to bed. You know, so maybe, should- maybe he hears her come in. Maybe he doesn't, which is fine. But you're telling me that next morning they didn't talk to each other? That's what I'm thinking. Well, he knows the whole story, so he's not going to want to talk to her until the dinner anyway because he's got to do the setup. But an insensitive husband. Yeah, well, he, we wife, already know he's wife's a Wife's car, flat tire. Eh, she's fine. Yeah, how come he didn't go help her? Because she didn't call him. Well, then who'd she call? I don't know, but that's why her story falls apart. <laughs> because a tow truck took a really long time. Tow trucks do take a long time. Did they yes. have cell phones? In- yes, yeah, they, they had do. cell phones in 94. Oh fuck! I don't know. I was one year out of high school. When did I go to work at Wait, Wireless? Lethal Weapon came out in '91. Did they have the Lethal phones? Weapon? Lethal Weapon, the first one, the first one, '86, '86, '86. This is '94. Yeah, there's cell phones. Yeah, probably. Yeah, not the small ones. So she probably wouldn't have had one at that time. Probably is what not. I'm getting yeah. at. Oh, that's right. We see Arnold. I, I, we see Gib fold up his cell phone. I'm going to hell for this. Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, who's he call? He calls Helen a, a second time where he gives her instructions. Oh, that's be, right. That's right. Uh, when you're going, going on her, going on her, 
her mission. Going yeah, on her mission. Yeah. Okay. So they give her they give her an assignment. She has to go drop a bug to uh, what appears to be a very bad man. And now we get to the hotel scene. She has to go and pretend to be a prostitute who only has to dance for the guy because he only likes to look. And uh, while she's doing that, she has to plant a bug. And once she does that, she'll be free of them. She won't have to do anything else. Right. Boy, that is some that is some training that they give her to plant the bug. Well, I love this whole scene. She comes in with this dress that looks like, you know, mom who's, you know, chaperoning a dance or something. And then just rips it up and all of a sudden it's a super sexy dress. Well, don't forget the water she takes out of the flower vase. The vase and puts it on her hair. It is quite the transformation. See what uh, ripping your clothes and a little bit of water will do? Yeah. And then the lipstick and all that. So she goes into the room. It's really dark. It's really dark. We see a figure sitting in a chair. In the shadows. But it doesn't have, it has a a European voice or an exotic voice. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Can't be Arnold, right? It's it looks like Arnold. I mean, it there totally was no, looks like Arnold. How no does she dust. not see him? He's just this big guy. I don't know. And the whole time, the whole time, he's holding his uh, hand over his face, like you know, I, I I'm I'm shielding myself. You can't recognize me, right? Okay. And he's got this old tape recorder that he's just pushing the button. Where's and the volume always, coming out of? It's always on the right spot every time. And how does he? Uh, Cinema he, magic. All right, <laughs> like when G, he says. Uh, Take off your nylons. And she says, I'm not wearing any. And he's like, oh, shit. And he's like, oh. And, she, and the recorder's like, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> like she did it. Um, okay, so. And where does the sound come out of? Well, tape recorder would have played it, but it would sound like a tape recording. If you heard tape recorders back then, they always kind of had a hiss to them. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, question. Mm. What did you think? What did you think of Jamie's dance the first time you saw it? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. Um, I guess Arnold, in a conversation with his wife, uh, his wife asked, you know, did he enjoy that scene? He said he hated every minute of it. No, he said he hated every hour of it. Oh, every hour of it. I thought that that dance was incredible. And I was watching the movie with Maggie at the time, and I felt a little embarrassed sitting next to her watching that dance because... I felt, how I felt, cute is that? I felt, I felt guilty. It's like, Aww. that dance is just like, oh my gosh, it was incredible. Well, the, I love the part where she falls off the banister. And that was totally by accident. Well, I, no, no, it, it was ended not. Up, it ended up the, really? her, it was her idea. She showed it to James Cameron because I guess she had done this dance many times for James Cameron ahead of time. But Arnold had not seen that dance yet. Uh, Harry Tasker had not seen it. And he didn't know she was going to fall off the banister. So when he gets up real quick, that's him breaking character. Oh, right. And then he yeah. realized, oh, it's all part of the thing. So he sits back down real quick. But She's I, up like a flash. Yeah. I heard it slightly different. I okay. heard that it was Cameron's idea for the fall to happen. Yeah. And Jamie didn't want to do it because it was out of the character of who she was needing to be at that moment. And Cameron was insistent that the fall would be in there and it would work better for the story. Yeah. I thought it worked great because it still told us she's not this super sexy spy at this point. Exactly. She is still this housewife who's trying to be more than what she knows. And I love the fact that they didn't tell Arnold ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that scene overall, one of the best scenes uh, in the movie, because you're thinking she does this great dance 
uh, he was only supposed to watch. And then uh, he changes the rules. He gets up there, tells her to lay on the bed. I almost felt a little creepy at this point. Yeah, I got to say, he is fucked. What are you doing? Yeah, because she thinks she's about to get attacked by this guy. Yeah. And How does he think that this is romantic? How is it going to play out? Yeah. He's going to have a ton of explaining to do to I was, her. Yeah, I was convinced at this point that he was going to reveal this is really him. And then he was going to say, oh, well, they contacted me and they actually decided they wanted to try to get us back together. They wanted to work on our marriage. You know, I have some friends who work in the computer agency at this big spy place and they helped me out. With that's this. what you thought? I thought maybe that's how I could tell the story. Of it. <laughs> and convinced that this wasn't going to be, you know, an, a sexual assault at this point. Well, I, you know, well, it, it was shaping up to be something like that. I yeah. thought it was going to play out but, horribly. But she, she handled it pretty well. But, you know, that, well, and that's where I was going with it, right? She, uh, he comes in for a kiss. First, he does this creepy thing with the with rose. The rose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's already probably terrified. And you got to think that she's terrified. And you're the one putting her in this situation. She she even says to him, I thought you only like to look. Right. And then he was then, then that recording. Yeah, he plays it over again. Lay down. Yeah. And what's funny is he, that's the part where he rewinds it and then stops it at the that's exact so- spot. Um, that's this, his spy training at this yeah. moment i have completely forgotten about the previous storyline and i thought that the uh the action of the movie was now behind us and the story had transitioned into something different it was all about him and helen that's where i was the first time i saw the movie interesting and a sexual assault upcoming yeah i mean that was so uh he goes in for the kiss and she Grabs one of the old rotary phones. Oh, and oh that thing looks heavy and hard. Might as well it been sounded fr- like it. Should have been a frying pan, or it could yeah. have been a frying pan. Yeah, so she knocks the shit out of him repeatedly with this thing. She even goes back to hit it or to kick him. Yeah, while he's already down, hurt him while he's down. Yeah, yeah. and then she plants the bug, and then just as she's leaving, he gets to his knees, and he's all Helen, Helen, Helen. it's me. And before she can even comprehend or understand what's going on, she looks at him briefly and she says, Harry? And then at that moment, the door gets kicked in and in come our bad guys. And so then, then we get to the airplane. Yes, they're taken prisoner and put on the plane. So, Oh, this is where uh, Juno Skinner's character comes back up. She's at the airfield waiting for uh, Harry and Helen to get there. And I think at this point, Helen's still trying to understand what the fuck is going well, on. Well, she thinks. Oh, that's right. She as thinks that they're here for her, and that Harry's just being dragged along. And some reason she doesn't figure out why he was there, but he's being involved in it, and it's because of her that they've been captured. She thinks it's because of her. Yeah, she yeah. thinks right, it's yeah, because yeah. of yes. her. Because I love that line as they're getting pulled out of the hotel room. She's all, "Harry, will you let me handle this, please?" And he's like, "She's a crazy prostitute. Leave her alone." Yeah. Let her go. Yeah. So he knows what's going on. And this is actually kind of brings us uh, pretty close to one of the scenes I was talking about. Uh, so then they get taken to the airfield. They see Juno Skinner. They get onto the, or no, Juno Lear, sees Lear them, jet. right? The, the jet. And then she starts, uh, you know, talking to Harry, like, uh, who is this lady? She talks to him like Harry Ringquist. 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 Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I'm Helen Tasker. I'm his wife. Who are you, bitch? She's like, she doesn't know, does she? And then Arnold, Arnold always comes back with the, uh, she's a crazy prostitute or she's a drunk bitch or yeah, she's crazy some, bitch. She always, he always comes with that comment way after the fact. Like he, you've already admitted that that's your wife. You've, you've already accepted that that's 
And because uh, Jimmy the Curtis will say something, and there'll be a long pause, or there'll be a couple of moments, and then Arnold will say, you know, oh, she's a crazy bitch. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Is it on the plane that she opens up the locket yes. to show? Oh, and if yeah. we're not married, then how do you explain this? Yeah. And you can just see the look at him like, oh, my God. You're yeah, not she, getting it. Yep, she's just giving it all up. But luckily for him, uh, Helen's bag or purse was bugged. Yes. Installed so with a tracker. So now there's a tracker out there. So at least Harry's agency can track him and come save the day. But we don't know that at convenient. this point. If you didn't know that at this point going into this movie, then. Well, what I didn't, why I didn't know this at this point is when they grabbed Harry and they grabbed Helen, I never saw her. Maybe I missed it. I never saw her grab her purse. I thought they just rushed him out of the hotel room. Why would they grab her purse? Because it was on her shoulder. She was was leaving. She was on her way out the door. Remember? Oh, okay. So she grabbed it on her way out after she beat the heck out of Harry. So her jacket was even half on. Or maybe okay. even all the way on. I don't remember. Okay, so I'm wrong. Uh, they are taken to the evil bad guy's lair, which is in Florida. Aziz. And they... Uh, the name of the terrorist group is? Crimson so, something Crimson Jihad. Jihad. Crimson Jihad. So, yeah. They are taken to the bad guy's secret hideout. Uh, Aziz has the... Oh, no. First, they see the four the four horsemen or the four uh, statues. Destroyed. Just, uh, well, and... <laughs> This so that's the, how they're smuggling the the nuclear weapons in. All right. So, do you know what this is? Yeah, oh. I, I know what this is. It's an espresso machine. Espresso machine. It's a snow cone maker. No, no, no. Snow cone maker. And this is where uh, the leader of the Crimson Jihad is telling Arnold or asking Arnold to recognize uh, what they're looking at, which is the the warhead, right? And and I love the look on Helen's face. He doesn't as, know what. This is he's yeah. a computer salesman. Right. So she's like, what the fuck is going on? We're going to die. Right? right. And then there's that moment, moment when the, when he, Aziz rests his head, his forehead against Helen's forehead in a little moment of satisfaction when Harry finally explains what it is. Well, Harry has to come to the realization that he has to. Yes. Right. And so he, it's a, set, it's he, a water heater. <laughs> he keeps going on and on. And then what Aziz threatens to uh, put a knife to her throat. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, he puts a knife to uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis's throat. And so, and then something clicks and Arnold becomes the badass again. It's a thermal nuclear something. Blah, something, blah, something, blah, blah, something. blah, blah, blah. And then plutonium with uranium 14.5. Yeah. And then, in, and then in their language, he says, now release her. I'll cooperate. Yeah. And at that point, she doesn't know. And and that's and that's him. And that's him pretty much coming out to her. Is yeah. that where he looks at it and goes, "I'm a spy." What can I say? What can I say? I'm a spy. And, I'm a spy. And then right there, Helen is in complete free fall. Complete free fall. She doesn't know what to make of anything anymore. Yep. And then she lets him have it. She punches him right in the face. And then another badass moment for yeah. Helen. You know, when she kicks a slap. When she kicks punch. Simon off of her. She fights back and kicks Simon off of her, and then she hauls off and, and belts her husband right in the face. Well, I love the look that they gave her in the beginning of the movie, like this housewife who works, you know, as a paralegal or whatever, who looks all innocent, but she can throw a punch. Yeah, well, shit, dude, she fought Michael Myers like three or four times. Yeah. She's the shit. Well, that was when she was younger and, and just being a babysitter. Right. But still, she beat Michael Myers. Yeah, he's not, not much. Not shit. Kick Jason's ass. I'll say he's no Jason. 
Oh, he'd kick Jason's ass. How do you yeah. think you guys would hold up in a torturous situation? Would you cry like a baby? Would you try to hold out? You know that scene in Deadpool 2 where Cable's about to interrogate... Uh, oh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. <laughs> and he's like, he goes, I'm going to bend something until it breaks. You don't have to do all that. I'm just going to tell you right where they are. Right. That, that's John. A hundred percent. That's John. I'm like, you want Don's address? I will write it out for you. Yeah. I, I will put it on my Google for you. And you can have my phone. Let me stop you right there. You wouldn't even get past, you know, have bending it halfway. Yeah. yeah. So uh, would you last? No way, man. That that would. Uh, no. Mm-mm. So speaking of what, no, fuck no. Uh, so speaking of which, now we get to the interrogation scene. Uh, they give Arnold Schwarzenegger some truth serum. And then uh, Juno is there chatting it up with Harry, mm-hmm. trying to twist the knife in, in right. to Helen. Right. Uh, oh, you didn't. Metaphorically. Right. You never, uh, you never told her about us. You kind of make it she, like. Yeah. Does she know about us? And he's like, there's no us, you lying bitch. You're <clears> and if you're, bitch. yeah. And if you're Helen, you're like. Fuck, I don't believe you either. You know? Because he's been lying. But the it's whole kind time. of funny is that first Because this is true. Harry thought lies. that uh she was sleeping with Simon, and now Helen is suspecting that he's sleeping with Juno. Reversal of fortune. Yeah, so the story kind of just changes. So then we go into he gets injected by the crazy looking guy. Uh oh, I thought this guy was great. I the thought he was doctor guy. Casting. Yeah, that was that was good. With the true sermon, and as he they go to the kind of scene where he's starting to get a little wobbly, and she asks him uh, what what do they inject you with? Sodium amidol. Was a matter truth agent. That makes you tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Is it working? Ask me questions that I normally would like to. Are we gonna die? Yep. I'd say it's working. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. And so now the creepy guy comes back to do the interrogation and Arnold kind of tells him, no, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to use you as a human shield. Well, I'm said, going to... the, the interrogation says, so do you know what happens next? And he goes, yes, I, I'm going to kill you. Or I'm going I'm to gonna, kill I'm, you. I'm going to kill you very soon. And, and how do you plan on doing that? Well, I'm going to use you as a human shield. I'm going to take out this guy with that tool and that guy with this tool. Then I'm going to break your neck. And I was thinking about maybe breaking your neck. Yeah. yeah. Well, how are you going to do that? Easy. You know my handcuffs? <laughs> I picked them. And there you have it. Acted out by three guys in a flick. And uh, so he gets up, does all the things he says he was going to do, breaks the guy's neck, and they're trying to escape now. And then we have Helen unbelievably following along with i just saw my husband kill two people yeah but i loved how she's also seeing him in a new light though. exactly he's, and the, the great part about it too is now he's ripped his shirt a bit so he looks all you know his muscles are all out and he looks all action hero like he looks like arnold schwarzenegger in a uh, 1994 action adventure yeah. movie. So this has, you know, become the action movie. There's no longer the, as she saw it, you know, the husband wife love story. It's the, Oh yeah. Now they have to escape. Arnold. Right now. And it's amazing how fast that truth serum actually wore off too. Well, he stumbles a few times. Uh, he stumbles a few times a little bit too late. But what I loved is when they were showing him under the effects, they were showing like the whole world looking wonky, yet he still can hit everybody with a gun. Oh, I know. Uh, so, yeah, they're trying to escape. And someone takes Helen uh, hostage or hold, uh, uses her as a shield. Yeah, after and, he takes out like six guys. Yeah. 
he comes out from behind, grabs her, puts a gun to her head, and says, uh, "Drop it!" Drop. So Arnold drops the machine gun he has and turns the other way and shoots this guy right in the head without even thinking. Didn't yeah. even hesitate. Again, badass, total badass. Yeah. Uh, so now they are on the escape path, and uh, Arnold is taking guys out with pretty much ease. I like when he grabs the uh, uh, the gas tanker. And he uses the gas nozzle. The fuel well, nozzle. Before that, we have to cover one important part that all of us just kind of joked about when we were watching this movie, which is he hands her a semi-automatic gun. An Uzi. An Uzi. And he, she goes to try to help him because he's just getting overpowered by a bunch of people. Oh, that's right. So we're in the warehouse now. And she starts to shoot the gun. She drops it, and it rolls down the stairs, spraying bullets, taking out every single bad guy. Not hitting Arnold and not hitting her at all. So when I saw this happening, this moment in the movie, I felt was what made this a good action movie in the same way a James Bond movie is a good James Bond movie. We suspend belief when, when something happens that only James Bond can do. We accept it. He doesn't drop a gun very Excuse often. me. If you have James Bond in a plane flying one direction and there's a plane passing by in the other direction and James Bond takes shot with his handgun at the other pilot, everybody else in the world, you say, no way, bullshit, you're never gonna. But when we see James Bond do something like that, you're like, "Mm, maybe he might. And when this machine gun roll happens down the stairs, guys in general are committed to this action flick. This is how I felt that it's like, oh, yeah. Meanwhile, my wife and her friends sitting there watching the movie are, oh, brother. It's so ridiculous, you know? Okay. First of all, Arnold is no James Bond, sir. Okay. Second of all, it was very cliched, and I felt it just felt very Cameron to me. And I probably could have done without this scene. She could have helped him out in a gazillion other ways. For her to drop... The I, I thought it would have been more effective if she held on to the damn gun and just smoked these fools. Well, that's what it was a great turning point. We had to wait until the limo scene it was a great turning point that now we could have seen really the badass Helen coming together. Well, if she is in fact a badass, remember well, she's saying, still a housewife, but she could, she yeah. has no she hasn't had any training. She's already thrown some punches. She already did she's, the thing in the hotel. She. It all could come together now. She starts taking out the bad guys and saves him and a then, couple times. And then what kind of bothered me most about this scene is after it's all done and it's not slow motion anymore, we uh, we get a shot of Jamie Lee Curtis's character. And she's like, hmm? oh, cool. You just killed a bunch of guys in your first, and you give your husband a thumbs up. I get that, you know, you're trying to save the world and <laughs> you have all these nuclear weapons and all these bad guys against you. But I mean, for her to change that fast. And they had just witnessed uh, these terrorists bearing a nuke, activating it, and then burying it underneath a bunch of cement and concrete. Ne- concrete. Uh, cement. It's concrete. C- cement is a product in concrete. It's concrete, dude. Thank you, Professor. that's why he's the fucking professor so anyway so now they've just taken out half the terrorists with a dropped uzi well well, see no i don't even think it's half the terrorists i think it's just like this much of a terrorist because there's so many more guys yeah and arnold has to go through and mow down so many more guys which he's done right he's done it in commando he's done it in everything else he's been in 
but now we get to the scene with the tanker and the flamethrower. Right, which I thought was kind of cool. I thought uh, this bit was, was all right. So he splits off from Helen. Uh, he goes to a tanker, gets a hose nozzle, lights it on fire. The flamethrower. He's, he's the, taking them out left and right. And then finally. Jamie the Curtis is witnessing this from a distance. And Helen. then finally Aziz gets fed up and he's like, how come no one can kill this fucker? And so he picks up a rocket launcher. Okay, he, but do you see what he does with a rifle? I love what he does with a rifle. What does he do with the rifle? He does it. He does it one other time. He just he just throws it off to the side and somebody catches it. He doesn't even look where he's throwing. Oh yeah, it. no, I noticed that. He just throws it. Well, he's badass. Yeah, well, he's the badass bad guy. He was trying to be the equivalent of Arnold, but bad. Yep. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So he uses a rocket launcher and uh, he blows up the uh, tanker and everything around it and surrounding it. And Arnold makes it into the water. Dives but, into the water. But Helen doesn't know this at this point. She thinks right. that her husband just got blown up. Which I thought was kind of, a, it's kind of a cool shot. You have Arnold Schwarzenegger in the water. And it was a good the, looking shot. And then the flame, uh, the fireball That's from easy. the explosion comes yeah. over the wa- uh, water. So you can I see thought that. that was a great camera angle. Yeah, it was pretty good. And you know what's funny about that is it was probably all practical. Oh, yeah. In 94. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, Cameron was just flirting on. When did Terminator 2 come out? 92. Two. Yeah, so I mean the technology was there, but it was stuff like that. Every a lot of that was in camera, so mm-hmm. that was yeah. So uh, cutting back to Helen and Juno. Yep. So Helen and Juno are in the. Oh, Juno wants to kill Helen. Yeah. Well, first she doesn't want to kill. The she makes some comment about being a new widow. You know, how's it feel to be a widow or something like that? And Helen slaps her across the face, but she's turned her ring around. All right, so it cuts her in the so face. So it slices her face, and so Juno pulls out a gun, and Aziz stops her. Stops, stops her, her because they could, they might need a hostage. They might need a hostage, yeah. So now we cut to uh, that really long bridge. Let's go, Susie Homemaker. Yeah. Uh, we cut uh, to the car chase. There's, what, four trucks, three trucks, and a limo? Three trucks. Three trucks. That sounds like a movie. Three trucks and a limo. <laughs> <laughs> and they take off. Three guys and a flick, but yeah. They take off, trucks and, <laughs> and and Harry is left stuck. Right, but, but then we see the Calvary. Over yeah, because they, that's when we find out about the bug and the she had oh. the purse and right. they were able to track it because of the purse. And this is one of those other moments, kind of like with the the wetsuit, right? He just dove into the water, and he when he's walking toward that hero shot where it's all the smoke, and he's walking through the uh, the flames and he's meeting up with uh, they quickly the teams. Him. Yeah. He was completely dried. Like, and, and his ripped shirt was even ironed. So again, that government special material. Is that what that is? Yeah. Cause that's funny. They keep the good stuff for them. Yeah. So anyways, uh, they figure out that, uh, he knows their plan and he, uh, he, he tells them, come on, we got to get going. We got 90 minutes on this nuke. Right. They've got three others in the truck. We need to get going, and we need to stop them. Plus, they've got Helen. And they get a couple of fighter pilots to help them out. The the jets take out two of the other two ones that are on the bridge, and then Helen has her whole scene where she's fighting Juno in the limo. Uh, she sticks her arm out, and Harry grabs her. Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis did her own stunt for this. I know that pretty that, impressive. That expression on her when she's looking up at the camera. That's all real. Yeah, it's all badass because that she insisted on doing yeah. her own stunt for that. Yeah, I know, I know that. And uh, that's where I thought we saw. Okay, now here's the complete transition from housewife to future spy, future badass. 
you know, Harry's wife. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, it, it, that was a life or death situation, right? The the bridge was out. The, the bridge e- is out. <laughs> the bridge is yeah, out. Yeah, little comedy. Uh, yeah. Oh, quick, my God. Quick, he's trying to tell her. and then Some quick one-liners. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you have the whole thing of him almost getting her hand and then letting go. Almost getting her hand, letting go, building the suspension. Suspension. Uh, the suspense. Man, the first time I saw those Harry Jets come in, the first time I saw it, in love with that moment. That gave me goosebumps. Oh, it was a great moment. When they shot the fans or oh when they landed? Gosh. No, when when ultimately when they fire their tomahawks. Mm-hmm. When they fired those and you watch the smoke contrails following behind. Oh, my gosh. It's I like, loved when the bridge did believe, a ripple. I can't believe I'm actually watching this. It yeah. was such a delight. Yeah. Well, Cameron has always had... Uh, a special relationship with the military and he loves explosions yeah well him and michael bay but we can talk about michael bay a different day yeah. no let's just leave him alone <laughs> i sent some he, he likes the michael bay sounds like blasphemy so anyways we're on the seven mile bridge uh, a couple of explosions some harrier jets why does the why does when the uh, van go over instantly engulfed in a ball of flame oh for dramatic effect Right. And, and, and how come and how come this feet. and how come Kaboom. this bird how come this bird just happens to land on the it? Pelican. The pelican. The pelican at the right or the right exact second. I felt like we were all sitting in a cartoon. Yeah. Well that that whole scene was kind of cartoony. Yeah. Right. But I do I do like the moment when they're in the chopper and uh Arnold Schwarzenegger hey, is telling the pilots to Are those nukes gonna go off? Yeah, yeah. That look. That look that Arnold Schwarzenegger he gives. Like, He's like, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're safe. <laughs> yeah. So a bright boy alert. What's it called in real life? I have no idea. I will give you a clue. Duck and cover? No. It is. Spit a, on it? It is a John. Kiss your ass goodbye. It is a John Travolta movie. Face off? Broken arrow. Broken arrow. Bam, bitches. When you have, when you have a nuclear device out in the wild yeah. and you cannot claim it and you are tracking it down. It is a broken arrow. And right after Helen gets swooped up by Harry, which is a wonderfully gratifying moment. We re- we see the turn in Helen as the helicopter is landing and she lets out that, that, that glorious peal of excitement. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Like she, she, she can't believe this is happening. She finally, you know, lived out her fantasy. She, right. Yeah. She has, she has now turned, she has done something and she won't go back. Did it bother either of you that as we go into act three, she's done. I mean, they've just written her out of the story that that was her moment. And now she's well, done. Let's, let's be very clear about one thing. This was never her movie. So, no. I. It, in fact, she was probably in it too much for Arnold's liking. Um, so it didn't surprise me. I mean, <clears throat> looking back on it now, it seems rather obvious that they would go after the daughter, right? Because there's that moment where she's looking through the, that Aziz is looking through uh, Helen's purse. Oh, purse. Mm-hmm. And sees the... Mm-hmm. And then... The way they reveal that moment when she sees the when he sees the picture is the picture is half pulled out of the cover and Dana's face is perfectly covered by the leather of the of yeah. the wallet. And then it's like he was staring at it when the person comes up to talk to him. It's like he was staring at the picture in that position for a really long time. And then he finally decides to move it over to reveal the face of the daughter. Well, I don't know. Isn't it a little bit like Die Hard when uh, Hans 
is looking at the picture frame that's turned down. No, because it takes him a second to but he realize. It, but he leaves it. But then he comes back to it later. Hans oh, you're talking about the first time. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess. I guess. So uh, needless to say, the bad guys have kidnapped Harry and uh, Helen's daughter. Dana. Dana takes her into a high rise. Uh, what does Harry do? He reacts like any natural father would and steals a Harrier jet. He is in so much shit. <laughs> I know. And then uh, the pilot's like, uh, does somebody have to sign this, sign for this? And he's like, um, Tom Arnold's uh, character's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah I'll I, sign for it I, right I, now. Somebody, somebody got a pen? Hey, Harry, do you realize that it has, in fact, been 10 years since you've been behind the wheel of one of these things? If I break it, they can take it out of my pay. Another one-liner. Thank yep. you, Arnold. So he takes the Harrier jet, flies. I think they're in Miami now, right? Oh, a classic, uh, was it Harry Tasker takeoff? Where he takes off and crashes into the police car. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what Tom Arnold's saying? You're about to witness a classic Harry Tasker takeoff. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you might want to seek shelter. And I'm thinking they're all on a bridge. What shelter are they going to seek? It was a, uh, a really satisfying moment to watch Harry, Arnold Schwarzenegger, taking off in the Harrier. It looked good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. no way. That looks so good. And, and then, then I, oh god no go ahead and so i like when he's taking off and then slowly moving and then the jet just takes off yeah that that was a miniature model was that oh mm-hmm. was it mm-hmm. yeah the uh um the the amount of time that arnold spent in the cockpit i got the impression that he felt like that he was always in the cockpit especially during the the, the rescue yeah he was for that whole final third act he was mm-hmm. he was definitely in the cockpit yeah so he flies to uh, where they're keeping Dana. But what does Tom Arnold yell at him? What does the Gibbs yell at him? What? Don't worry, Harry. We've got someone on the inside. Oh, yeah. He so we know that there's somebody there. Right. Turns out to be, uh, what was his name? Facile. 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 The other guy in the van, basically, right. was uh, acting as a cameraman because Aziz wanted the media to come in and do an interview. Right. So they kidnap uh, Dana Tasker. They're going to do this interview and he starts, uh, as he starts uh, bragging, you know, when I turn this key, the nuclear bomb's going to go off. This scene bugged me. And I totally about that. He he says that comment and then the media guy, the. uh, Oh, yeah. He he says, oh, what key? What key? (laughs) Who is this guy? Do you even know what the key's supposed to look like? Yeah. Well, wouldn't he know ahead of time that this isn't your regular cameraman? We're sending in a guy with you who. We'll make sure that you get out alive. His cameraman's dead. I know, but he's going to make a comment of what key as we see Dana running away with the key. Well, no. Well, he looks, uh, he looks up and he knows instantly, right? The bad guy, Vasil, no, Aziz, he knows instantly that Dana has it and she's not making it. She's not, she, she knows. And then Aziz does another throw, throws the microphone to somebody else without even looking. Yeah. Yeah. That one, I think I caught. Mm -hmm. And he tries to shoot. I was wondering ahead of time. I mean, I understand he wanted a hostage, but didn't he have other hostages? Why didn't he just shoot her early on once he thought that the you know, Arnold was dead? I, I, I kind of had, I, I fundam- fundamentally had a problem with this entire sequence because Arnold Schwarzenegger's in a fucking Harrier. 
and he's just kind of hovering around the building and he's you know getting underneath the crane that dana climbs on uh while the bad guy is chasing her and then the whole ending uh, confrontation happens when the guy is on the harrier well one thing that bothered me since you brought up that scene is this was before when arnold's you know hovering and he's looking at the one scene where all the terrorists are it's before he knew Dana had escaped with the key. He didn't know that Dana was up on the thing. Oh, it, so well, he starts no, shooting he, he, through he, the no, windows. He was told that he was told that on floor twenty-two, that's where um, that's where Dana was, and on floor twenty was where all of the other terrorists. Oh, so he is the, right. I didn't so hear he, that. yeah, yeah, uh, that's what. Because uh, I kept thinking he could be shooting innocent people for all he knows in there, and Dana could have been amongst them. Well, the body count in this. I think they kind of threw that out the door. Yeah. Um, and then he takes out the entire floor with this machine gun. It's a little bit ex- uh, excessive. Uh, so he does that. And then there's the bit with the, you know, the classic bit with the janitor cleaning up the office and then it getting messed up because there's a jet in it. Uh, we have. Uh, well, that ba- was during the fight scene, wasn't it? That the, yeah. it backs up because at this point, Dana's up on this big crane. Aziz is trying to get to her and she's threatening, you kill me and I drop this. Yeah. And they're trying to have a stalemate and he's all like, I will let you go, little girl. I promise I will let and, you and then go. You, what if she does drop it? Let's say she drops the fucking key. You're down on the street. You're sitting there and all of a sudden this key just uh, falls out of the sky. Probably do, kill you. Do, maybe. No, no. You don't think if it came down and hit you on the head and no, kill you? It'd no. probably fucking hurt. Is it that would, just a legend it, it, about it, it, pennies and yes, stuff? Yes, it is. There is no terminal velocity that is going to kill you. Thank you, Professor. Um, but yeah, you're just sitting there. So she probably could have dropped it. But it's And by the time he would have taken to oh, get down, someone would have picked it up right okay, away. Here's my question for the two of you. I hate heights. I, I'm absolutely, you know, getting up in those kind of heights freaks me out. Could you have climbed out on that crane? Uh, if it was a life or death situation, probably. People do crazy shit when they are backed into a corner and crazy. want to live. I think I would have just thrown the key over and take any punishment I was going to get. So Yeah, you would have taken a bullet to the head. And, yeah. And, and that's... But at least you would have saved how many people? But... Uh, maybe. But that's the gamble. That key is like one... Your one shot, your one bullet. When do you use it? Yeah. Because if she drops it, she's just going to get shot. So dropping of it kind of also takes me back to, so we're going back to the horse scene when uh, the horse throws him over. When the horse throws him over the ledge, he throws his gun and he just, he's going right. to, he, let, he, he yeah. lets his gun go. Now a gun falling from that height, hitting someone in the head sharp, probably could kill him. Cause it's got sharp, jagged corners to it. Yeah. Yeah. But he's kind of a dick, but he's also a badass. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, the he uh, they're having a fight on the Harrier. Yeah, the Harrier comes up. Dana falls onto the Harrier. Aziz jumps on the back of the plane. Which, again, you got to have some big balls to jump on the back of a plane. And he has nothing to grab onto. So, I mean, he's just kind of sliding. Then he, he finally is, grabs onto. He something. is committed to his jihad. Oh, he fucking is for sure. Uh, then, uh, I mean. They they have a kind of a fight. Uh, Dana has to hold on for dear life. Uh, Harry almost drops her. Father of the year. Uh, so, yeah. He gives her a little hint of you know when uh, Aziz points the gun and he goes and gets the gun, points the gun at him. Is this before or after he racks himself on the back tail? This is after. So uh, oh, that's right. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, he racks himself on the back tail when he goes into the uh, office yeah. with the janitor. Which I'm thinking, if I was Aziz, I would have hopped off and called it <laughs> called it a day at that point. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, so uh, he stand Aziz is standing over Schwarzenegger with the gun, standing on this plane while whilst in the air, uh, and Arnold is holding on to his daughter's hand, who's on the nose of this Harrier, holding on through broken glass. He's holding on through yes, through broken glass. Uh, he kind of gives Dana a look like he's going to roll the plane. She understands like she knows what's going on. He rolls the plane as he slips and falls, uh, gets hooked up on a sidewinder, uh, sidewinder missile. And then, you know, conveniently enough through that big old hole in the building that Arnold created, he can see the helicopter that Aziz was in and with then, the other terrorists and there's the other terrorists and the other nuke and the other nuke. And this, I mean, can all get, uh, cleaned up really quick, and so uh, Arnold delivers his one-liner. You're fired. Fire said missile, blows it up, lands safely, thus saving the day. Classic Arnold. Classic Arnold. Yeah. I thought uh, Eliza... Uh, Dana did a good job in this. When they landed, she was still clutching so hard. Oh, to I the thought jet. she did a great job. And that uh, Arnold had to tell her we're, we're on the ground. Yeah, yeah. No, she she played that really well. Yeah, I was thinking about and, that. And, and and there's her, there's herself falling through the floor in a free fall. Her father flying a Harrier. Yeah, so it's and, all kind of coming to. What's he say? It's one point, Dad. And, and and he took out bad guys. Yeah. And he rescued me. Yeah. And so, so then uh, they get carried, uh, they get taken away. Uh, the, he's known as the anonymous pilot. Uh, they save the day. And then we immediately cut to one year later. They're in the dining room having a family dinner. And this is what I didn't buy. I didn't buy this scene because, well, Arnold's not a great actor. He right. gives us his uh, total recall face when they're doing like a thumb war. Or yes, something. yes, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a, it's a total recall face when his nose is expanding or his, yeah, his mouth is all up, yeah, like, showing all of his teeth and and yeah. And I was like, I don't buy that. This is that family. Yeah, the thing. Sorry, that, James Cameron. The thing that bothered it. me about this ending is. They get a phone call. Jamie Lee Curtis answered. Who's got the long hair now? Because it's been a year. And, and, and did you notice the lighting when she's uh, when the camera gets closer to her face? There, uh, her just her eyes. Yeah, and yeah, her light. eyes kind of narrow as that yeah. call comes in. That you know, calling for Boris and Dolores or Doris, Doris and Boris, and, and they're being activated. Right. Uh, and then they both say, you know, we've got a job. Or what does she no, say? She, we're on. Yeah. We're she on. tells Arnold, we're on. And so, then he comes up and could he listen to the phone call? it on her ear because you know he comes up and he did gets real close to her like ooh, let me listen yeah but my thought was these two parents go off to do a big spy thing and leave the kid alone who doesn't know if her parents are ever coming back again who was just hanging off who's the gonna need nose some of a hairier that was a year ago she's gonna have some serious therapy she first that of all was a was, year she ago. was upset about an absentee father in the beginning of the movie now she's got an absentee mother as well and they're spies because again she was hanging off the nose okay. of a hairy parents of the year but she's 13 years old she now. was 14 well good thing so she's, now she's 15 she's got right? a boyfriend on a bike yeah that's awesome that's awesome. So you know he came right over after they left. Well, naturally. <laughs> um, and then we cut to, we have to have another tango scene. 
Yep. So they're having a tango scene, and then they bro, uh, bring well, back... Well, before the tango scene... Well, they bring back Bill Paxson's character. Who's being a waiter. Who's being a waiter, trying to pick up on this chick. Come up claiming that he's a yes. spy. Right. Yep. yep. And yep. I love how uh, Jimmy LeCris says, you know, I see someone that I want to talk to, or... Right, and then they threaten him, and he pisses his pants again, and then the tango music starts. They start to tango, we cut to the uh, into the van because Tom Arnold is in the van and monitoring. Now, some security guys. Yeah, and he's like, "We don't got time for this. What are you guys doing?" And then he says, "You know what? I'm sick of being in the van. You guys are gonna be in the van next time. I've been in the van for 15 years, Harry." Well, that that was after some credits had rolled. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the credits do roll as they're dancing the tango. And it's right as they, which I thought was fine, as they yes. finish the tango. But my thought too is, you know, was Tom Arnold as Gibbs is telling the national security guys again, he's making himself the star of attention, where everyone else is just doing a nice little dance. These two couple are doing this spectacular tango all the way across the whole dance floor with a rose and everything. Because it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So it just, you know, they're not supposed to draw attention, and here they go. Yep, yep, yep. And roll credits, and that, in a nutshell, was True Lies. Yes, it was. So how, since we'd all seen this before, did you feel like that it aged well for you? <laughs> well, considering I couldn't watch it in high definition, um, it looked old and dated. I, I would like to point out that we watched this movie what was it uh, Tuesday night? Yeah, we we got together here in Don's basement and, Saturday and had to pull out the DVD because you can't get this movie anywhere else. And how many times did you fall asleep, Don? Fuck, I think I slept through most of it. Yeah, he had to reborrow the DVD and watch it later because to, he kept falling asleep to get and that snoring. DVD experience again. Yeah. So, was I snoring? You were snoring at a couple points. Oh, wow. In fact, I even pointed a couple times. I got Ken's attention, pointed at you a couple times, and was snickering. <laughs> I was comfortable, dude. What yeah. do you want me to tell you? Should we do our reviews? This was Ken's pick. So he goes first? So I think he should give the first rating. Well, I certainly gushed enough. One about out the... of five is what we're doing? Yeah. One out of five, one being the lowest, five being the highest. Yes. Well, like I said, I certainly gushed about this movie. I really enjoyed Arnold movies back in the day. Wonderful action flick. Jamie Lee Curtis, stellar, stellar in this. And like I said, I enjoyed several of the action sequences. Uh, the the Harriers giving me goosebumps. Loved that whole taken out of the bridge. It's just like I couldn't believe I was able to watch that. That was so entertaining. In general, I think it's a really fun summer movie. I give it a good solid four. Four. John? Uh, similar to what Ken was saying, uh, great summer flick, great action flick. I love how they combine the comedy. I thought the comedy actually worked well with the action. It didn't take away from the story. I usually base a lot of my ratings on if I'm surfing through the channel guide and I see the movie, am I going to stop and watch it? Mm -hmm. This is a movie I would stop and watch. First time around. First time around, any channel surfing. And first this time is- around, channel surfing. I'm going to probably stop and catch. I may not watch the whole movie. Right. No, no, no. But I'm you going would to watch stop it for time. certain clips. Yeah. yeah. And so because I won't watch the whole movie, but I am going to wait for like certain scenes, uh, I'm going to give it a four as well. Oh, wow. You guys are really generous. So how do you feel about James Cameron? Well, then there's that. Uh, I'm going to give it a good 3.5. 
because while it's not a perfect film, it is fun, very fun. Uh, Arnold is classic Arnold. You know exactly what you're getting when you go into it. Um, this was a, a, another good collaboration between Cameron and Schwarzenegger. I mean, you have the first two Terminators plus this. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, brilliant. You know, the casting's good. I enjoyed Tom Arnold. The story was very uh, predictable. It was uh, kind of by the numbers as far as a spy movie goes. But I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to uh, tell the story uh, of Harry Tasker and what it's going, uh, what what it takes to, uh, you know, have this these two lives. And uh, I thought that the uh, the spy life was very uh, by the book, very colored by numbers. Uh, it was I liked the. I like the home life aspect of it, right? I like Jamie Lee Curtis's character going out. Um, I loved uh, Bill Paxton. I'll say, if you had to rate this great. movie just based off of Bill Paxton. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It'd be right. a five out of five. Probably. But uh, unfortunately, no, because we still get some horrible one-liners. Tia Carrera, I could take her, leave her. Um, <clears throat> you know, and uh, the bad guys, the bad guys were your typical bad guys from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I give it a 3.5. Would I watch it when I'm flipping through channels? I would if I was flipping through channels and nothing else was on, right? All right, so that was three guys in a flick. We review the good, the bad, and the absurd. Hope to see you next week. See ya. Why did she say they were priceless then? That was the line. That was. That's what James Cameron wrote. Okay. He is the best writer ever. (laughs) We can't can't really obtain this uh, medal. What do we call it? Then why Uh, didn't Jack. Why wasn't Jack able to get onto the door then? Uh, because Rose is a bitch. I wasn't listening. There was, was plenty of room for both of them on that door. Nah, they would have sucked the motherfucker. I don't think so. All right, fuck off. Good night.